Nine second intro song, no copyright. Welcome to the morning meeting. My name is Jimmy O'Brien, uh, founder of John Boy Media, and Maddie is here, who is uh, a lieutenant in the content and strategy department. New title. Yes. A lieutenant in the content strategy yeah. department. How do you nice. feel about that new title? <laughs> LinkedIn's already updated. I'll go through the agenda for the episode today. And if you've listened before, you know that we don't always stick to this agenda that soundly, but it's topics that Maddie has thrown down that might be of interest to you guys and himself. And then I will also remind you that one of the segments will be answering questions that you guys left on last episode on YouTube uh, to answer what you guys are interested in hearing answers to. So if you want to leave questions on YouTube uh, this time, We'll do the same. And then also I am live on my personal Instagram. So I'll be looking at that chat to answer some questions as well. All right. Maddie slacked me a bunch of topics. Garrett Cole breakdown creation, talking Yank sad intro song, tough boon convo, ball and play stuff. Uh, and then a bunch of YouTube questions that you have here as well. So that's kind of it. Yeah. Do you want to start on what's most topical it feels like and go tough boon convo? Tough boon combo. Yeah. Fun episode uh, yesterday. You, we were talking about this naturally Yeah. for people that don't listen to talking Yanks, the Yankees lost four in a row, like three and 11 in the last 14 games or something like that. Like a pretty tough stretch. And I think Yankees fans are a little fed up with like the lack of admitting that they're bad because they're like the worst offense and like the fifth worst offense in baseball. So it's like, Jake, how do we, what? this stinks. Cause I don't want to just have an angry combo. So I just knew I was going to open up the episode with how I opened it. Like, hey, we're fans. Yeah. We are emotionally invested and we allow ourselves to have irrational thoughts. That's fandom. If we were like, what did I say? If you're an even-keeled fan, you're a dud. Like, it's just like, <laughs> why, why are you watching sports if you're not going to get invested in them? That's the point. You, it's like the one area of life where you allow yourself to like throw a pillow or, or yeah. like get upset. Like, that's what it is yeah. so i just reminding boone like that's where we're coming from and then i asked him to meet us in the middle and i, I thought it was a really good like conversation content wise i think you you thought he or some people thought he came off poorly i'm sure other people thought we came off poorly yeah i guess sure. what are your overall thoughts you listened to it last night yeah i think i was a little bit surprised and and i hate to use the word unprofessional here because like you said that is what we want from him to feel like he doesn't have to put on an act and just he's speaking to friends. But I did feel like obviously the Jake one was a little tough, but there were two or three lines throughout that I felt like he treated you as like less than. Um, but if the vibe is to be, oh, we're friends sitting on the couch and talking, that is that can fly. Um, yeah, I thought it was the if if he took that tone in a like a press conference after the game with all the reporters it would be like a thing right so he doesn't do he doesn't really do that so i thought it was more it was a good conversation like that and i said in the middle like i'm glad you're getting heated and actually talking with us about it when he when we talked before doing the deal he said uh, you know, you guys are a little misguided at times i want to correct you but i said yeah well we're going to correct you but, you know that was like yeah. the tenor of it um 
and he sought me out at winter meetings beforehand to like tell me he disagreed with something I said. So I, I was excited. I wasn't excited, but I was happy that he was giving it back to us because then that allows us to keep going on our end. Where if he just turtle shells or or just goes like wall media, like I'm not talking about that. Like let's move on. Like Bella checks us. Then it's this isn't worth you coming on. Yeah, but it's like we have to navigate how to have that. But how to like get him there? But I think the one line that when he says, uh, what does he say? When he said uh, when to Jake, when well, when you're the manager, you can bring the infield in. Yeah, and that was because he said to Jake, "I think you're gonna think about this for a couple days and come back and change." And Jake, good for Jake, goes, "I've been thinking about it for a week, Bernie. I haven't changed." Yeah. So then he said, "Well, when he was out of stuff to counter, but whatever." I he kind of said that with a sly smile on his face. I do think that if you watch the Boone uh, interviews, there's a different vibe than if you just listen. Because he does a lot of smiling and reacting and nodding. Like sometimes I'll, he'll be admitting stuff with his nods, but not verbally. Sure. So like when I said, I was telling him that every game, the starting pitchers are getting let down because balls are dropping in the gap in the outfield that shouldn't be dropping. He nodded along. Yeah. And said like, That's fair. like he agreed with that non-verbally. It was like, yep. Like he, like sure. it's a problem where he's, and that's that's the uh, broadcasters thing is they know what to say and what not to say out loud. Yeah. So, um, and sometimes I go back and watch just like his screen because I'm talking. Jake and I are like typing to each other. You do this question next. I do this question next, and I miss some of those like looks he gives. And then, and then I kind of lawyered him with the Rizzo thing with the Nimmo. He brought in a lefty to face the lefty, which was which was a Nimmo is the hitter on the Mets and he he does better against lefties. So I was like, do you not look at the hitter? Because, you know, Rizzo crushes lefties. When the other team brings him in, we're kind of like, and I was going to say, like, kind of like, you're dumb. Like, he's better. And he did, he said it for me. He goes, yeah, he finally got to see one. I knew he was going to get hit. I was excited. And, I, and then I, it was like, gotcha. Yeah. Just, you just fell into my trap. And I said, well, that's what Mets fans were saying. And he didn't have like an answer for that. He had two answers that were so bad that if I, went again to counter like his responses i think it would have got real petty so i just let it slide I'm like oof okay yeah that was another one where you had mentioned it before and so i went back and watched it and that's another one where his face changes oh yeah he he, he was he, like happy like oh yeah rizzo and twice then now i've cornered like, him when i'd said you were pretty good in three one counts and he was like yeah i said well the yankees are the worst and he was like oh right and then that one yeah he walked into that trap pretty bad yeah, I, I think that m maybe my takeaway is like I felt for as emotional as he responded, he didn't really end up giving any information that I walked away with like, wow. It was just kind of like, well, I I'm going to be emotional towards you. Oh, well, yeah. I think that's where some people are like, D dude, like you didn't counter with like logic or thinking or anything it's just it's what the yankees stay the course confident that's what cashman said okay so all right for all the non-talking yanks non fans that's, that's yeah. basically it. you can go listen to it. it's good though I, but in the end like we hung up we said thanks booney like enjoy like yeah. well, like we're fine it, no yeah yeah it, who cares but and, and he his grandpa was a baseball player and a baseball manager his dad was a baseball player and a baseball manager jake and i like i don't care if he talks to us like we're we know less than about the game than him. We do. Sure. 
But then there's instances where it's like, well, and then he kind of doesn't have an answer. Yeah. And shout out to Fuzzy who commented on that episode. Did you see that? Yeah. Spicy. Spicy. <laughs> he said, what did he say? Uh, Boone convos and ref guess are his meal watches. Yeah. Yeah. So that's funny. Um, moving on from there, I don't want to just go solely talking Yanks, but I just was so startled yeah. <laughs> at the start of the Red Sox recap of a different song. Oh, the song? Wow, how did that come about? You hadn't heard that? No. Is that the first time? That's the first time we played it. We wanted to play it when they lost a big stretch earlier. Um, so you've sat on it. Yeah, we've been sitting on that. We had that before the before it started. Um, Dan, who wrote the theme song, sent it to us a long time ago. He sent it to us March 19th, so before the season started. And we were going to play it at one point, but we didn't have it on file. Uh, so we didn't play it. And then they went on like a winning streak. Did you request it of him? Or he was just like, oh, I thought this would be funny. I have the... Uh, text message he just sent it to me and congrats to danny just had his first baby uh he te texted it to me and just said thoughts <laughs> and i said haha people won't know what hit him it's so funny it's fantastic were you just like what the, what is this yeah i i assumed that maybe it was going to be like a no music app or something and then it started i was like oh they're playing music maybe they'll cut it short and i was like the hell is this the first two lines are so good I, I, let me see if i can play it Yankees played bad. Three caps sad. <laughs> so funny. More can we take? <laughs> I'll let it fly. Let's hope to be finding some slim silver lining with our dudes, John Boy and Jake. <laughs> Yeah. That's so incredible. When we record from home uh, and I'm on Zoom, I can't hear any of the music yeah. or drops, so it's it's tough because I didn't get to like hear it, uh, and I was jealous about that. But uh, the Yankees played bad. This recap is sad. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, so funny. That's awesome. Uh, that was all Dan Zlotnick. And if you guys ever want to go listen to the song, uh, just the Yankees theme song by itself, I think his he released Spotify? it on his Spotify. Oh, that's cool. As like uh, just a standalone, which is awesome. That just takes me directly back to before I was working here. It was just every commute. Listening? Um, yeah. Singing it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, what else you got? I did some charting on the way to the office that I spent my time on the train instead of editing. I spent my time on the train filling out all my data, all my Google Sheets. Okay. <laughs> and um, 
the AdSense is looking good. I am worried with paternity leave coming up, but we are on. We've actually mine and Maddie's and Sam's goal. Our department is to keep the. We have a. We have a goal we have to hit every month for AdSense to keep the company going and help out and, and make sure we're like a pillar of the revenue stream. I'm going to do some math right now. And on June 19th, so 11 more days to go in the month, we are 78% a goal. What's 19 divided by 30? 60%. 64. 63. Something. So we're 63% through the month and we're at 78% a goal. Nice. That's good. Yeah, that's great. But we went 130% over goal last month so part of me Shout is like a warehouse well we're down yeah it's uh you know the warehouse is either in flow or not um the other thing i tracking is my breakdown things and i remember in june i wanted to be i thought june was going to be the month where i get into the flow of it and finally start like easily like you know keeping a good rhythm turns out or i thought may would be that and may was okay in may i did uh 22 breakdowns in the 20 in the 31 days of May. It's pretty good. The main channel posted 28 videos in the 31 days of May, including things you missed in Weekly Dumb. That is pretty good, actually. But it was not spread out that well because we had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 of the 31 days had n no release on that day. Mm. In June, so far, we've had two days where we haven't released a video, and one was a Saturday, so I don't fully care about that. The other was a Monday. That's a miss. Uh, but so far in 21 days of June, we have released 23 videos and um, 19 breakdowns, 19 breakdowns, 21 days. I mean, you led into this by saying that you were like, it seemed like you were sad about your progress and like June wasn't the month, but those numbers. We haven't had any otherwise. huge hits yet. Sure. But actually we had one that got is going to get a million recently. But I think AdSense-wise, we haven't had one that's a huge hit. And that's why I, when Cole did that last night and I was watching it live, and I was like, oh, there's no lip reading here. It's just a really funny story. And people love the timing battle between a batter and a pitcher. Like, I've yep. done those before. And I was like, maybe I try to tackle this and get it out early in, in, as whenever I can. And it's doing well. It has 150K views on YouTube, which is above the average for the first eight hours of a video. And it was overnight. Yeah, and that's overnight, so people are going to wake up and it'll be there. So, But I'm hoping that maybe like that gets some, gets into the YouTube AdSense algorithm. You're saying that the pitcher ejected after a game ends is going to hit a million? Pitcher... 877? Yeah, that should hit a million. Days. That one has 880,000 views in four days. So by 30 days, that should hit a million. Yeah. But that's the first big one. Otherwise, it's been fine. You know, it's not like we've had a, a ton of duds. I'm so proud of that thumbnail. Oh, we need to start changing thumbnails. We've talked about this. No. Time out. You're, I just need to say for five seconds. What thumbnail? That, the ejected after game ends. That's a great thumbnail. It's so Photoshopped. None of that picture is what that actually looks like. That's oh, all. the old warehouse games effect. Mm-hmm. Okay, keep going. Warehouse Games thumbnails, because people love, stop spoiling in the thumbnail. It's like, that thumbnail is literally two different plays photoshopped together, so it's not real. So you have no idea. What What are they talking about? Which ones? I don't know. People were saying that during Blitz of Battle 3. 
the the only one time that that there was an actual spoiler was Zoe going like this because you yeah. know there's a Zoe Homer coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the only time. Could have been a double, but you know he was going to come through. Um, thumbnails. I was saying I'm. I don't do them anymore. Yours, Lucas, and I. I don't even know if I told you this. I did it over the weekend once. I said, "Look, I said, ask diversity to run thumbnails to see um, if there's any correlation." I was like, "Is there anything like player face or, or or too many words, two letter words?" And basically, the ones that like yours were all up. Like I had someone up there. Kyle had a couple, but most of yours. And I was like, "Good." Now I just completely. It's so nice. I just completely take it off my plate. Yeah, I mean the Cole one especially was nice because that was nice. You're you gave, making that, you gave but it it's me, done. Yeah, you gave that to me. I thought I was gonna have to make the thumbnail after editing it, which takes. It's just like my brain is done, fried. I just did this, recorded it, and now I got to do that. So yeah, when I saw that you had sent that to me already, but um, for weekly dumb and things you missed, I want to do the good mythical morning and start changing thumbnails because like. Mm. The weekly dumb with John Sterling getting hit yeah. doesn't have it's on it's under the average for that show. And yeah. if you look, it's like, yeah, I mean, it's two old men. It's an old man in a thumbnail. Like, <laughs> I don't know. And for anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about, when you say Good Mythical Morning, that just means Good Mythical Morning is a big channel on YouTube. They change the title and thumbnail every hour on the hour for the first three hours. And then on hour four, they change it back to whatever of the three thumbnails and titles got the most views. Do they do click rate or views? Oh, I don't know. Click rate, maybe. I want to do that. I, we don't have the... They've never said that. We don't have the personnel to do that. Yeah, it's tough. But for those two shows, and if we see like a breakdown that's like really struggling, I want to do that to start. Eventually, I want to get like a publishing team that helps with all of this stuff. But we, we, we're not hiring right now, so... yes. Yeah. If we could even like this month, I think there's time to save, like help give boost to some of those. This one did good. Game ends with fastball up umpire's face. That's one's pretty good. Manager ejected when up makes bad call. Oh, this short got a million views. That's cool. All right. So anyway, so breakdown output has been good. And yesterday I posted the Yankee one and I saw a comment. I responded because I was I woke up. It was the first thing I saw on my notifications. He was like, Oh, why you only do Yankee stuff? And I was like, done like 30 in the last 30 days and this is the second one yeah but usually people are like do more do more and now i feel real good i'm like i'm doing them man there's a video every day yeah awesome. and we have two uh scheduled like there's one coming out today at 11 one to come out tomorrow at 11 i have two that i've already edited i need the voiceover for we might want to not post today and let cole cook yeah slot kyle he's up at least not post at 11 yeah. Nothing else comes out on Wednesdays? Nope. I would just, yeah, just push it if you can. To tomorrow? Yeah, let let Kyle. I've been so, I've been so happy that I am not part of the publishing of them or nor the thumbnail making of them anymore. Like, I'm so happy that I just send the video to Kyle and you guys and he schedules it out on all platforms and you do the thumbnail like i we are in such a good rhythm yeah with this process which we've been trying to get into for a while and kyle schedules a bunch of shit on my twitter which is so funny because i'm like oh shit not like thoughts but just content and i'm like oh that came out cool nice all right um okay so let's switch over and shift gears a little bit so that we can answer some of the questions from 
uh, last week or last week's YouTube video. Um, going through them, uh, this is one that I don't know if we even know the answer. Does skipping ads or watching the video on one and a half speed change anything for revenue? Asked Orange Jeepster. One and a half speed, I imagine no, because you'll still get the ad. Oh, okay. They're talking AdSense ads, or they're talking our ads. AdSense. Like the ones YouTube puts in. So skipping, skipping. if you, if you don't skip after five seconds and you watch it, that does help us more. Um, for sure, you you don't have to do no, that. No, so like, I, I think my mom and my and my dad and and sometimes I do that Same. and to help yeah. out our videos. I would I would never say I would never even like be like please do that. No, but, no, no. But if you are interested, if it helps us more or, or less, and if you're like if you see a show that like a JM baseball trivia or warehouse that you're like hey, I want more of this. That is the one way. You know, by watching it, commenting on it, liking it, but mo but yeah, by watching the full thing and not skipping. But I mean, I skip probably eighty percent of the time, unless it's our videos, uh, or like a small creator. Or so I don't know, but but that does help. Um, and then one point five speed. I have no idea. I have no I don't, idea. I rarely watch things on normal speed, so I have uh, no idea. I, I mean, I don't know, but the ad markers are just at a time. So I imagine no matter what speed you watch, the yeah. second you hit that time, yeah. it's just going to stop. So it should be fine. Yeah. I have no idea. You know, it's a good question. If you watch on one and a half speed, does your watch time, like the channel's watch time go down? Uh, it's like, you know, time of possession instead of like time of game or whatever. Yeah. Uh, can't it means you you'd still would have to be, you watch the whole thing. So if I watch a two-minute video on one and a half speed and it takes 90 seconds instead... You watch the full two-minute video. I think it's more percentage of video watched. Probably. I I watch uh, the cricket podcast I've been listening to, a Great Cricketer. They're awesome. They're really funny. They've actually rejuvenated me in certain aspects of how I want to do talking yanks and stuff. Um, but they definitely have way more time to prep and stuff and like write shit out. But they're just... Uh, they're Australian, so they're joking a lot. But even like when they're upset, they can find like humor in it, which I, last year I struggled with. But last year I struggled with a lot of stuff. It was a tough year. Anyway, uh, they do like 20 minutes after matches or after every day or whatever. And I watch it on like 1.5 speed. And it's maybe, I don't know, at 12 minutes or so. It's like such a nice little like, yeah. bam. Got it. Sucks for jokes and timing. Sucks. People have tweeted about talking Yanks for this. I talk twice as fast as Jake already. Mm. So if they go to, if you go to one before, like I'm like, da, 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 and Jake just sounds kind of like how I sound. Yeah, that's fair. There have been a few comments on this show that say I talk slow, but maybe it's just in comparison to you. Yes, could be. I'm a fast talker. My mom is fast talker. Uh, the next YouTube question came from Ansar Muhammad. Uh, is farm to fame canceled or is it on pause? And what is the thinking there? Farm to fame. I think, I think you know, as you guys know it, cancel. I think it's a social account. Yeah. And it's an avenue to do some social content in the future if we want to do, like, social series. But, like, as a full-length podcast, I think that one is um, got the plug pulled on it. Um, but we're, we're keeping Kelsey and Moylan in the fold 
and, yeah. and, and keeping them around. Cause I love those two. And I think they are such value adds and they're, they're so in and this, they understand what we're doing. So it's not uh, on them, but we're, there's other things that they're helping with the company as well. But, uh, you were a big farm to fame guy. You were the producer. So do you want to talk on this? Sure. I mean, uh, I just think overall it's a tougher sell than your average baseball show because it's speaking to such a niche. Um, it's niche, niche. It's niche of a niche. Yeah, it's deeper. You go pretty to regularly discuss minor league baseball or um, draft picks. College baseball, yeah, the whole thing. Um, yeah, it's niche of niche. Um, before I forget, happy birthday, Kelsey. I don't know if she listens to this, Yay. but it was yesterday. Um, but yeah, it was very fun. But I, I do think it's tough that you know, when Farm to Fame was created, that was kind of like the whole of baseball content that we had yet to fill was minor leagues. So the thought was to start a show there. Um, but it, to be honest, it, the three of us, none of us were like naturally, like you and Jake, naturally Yankees fans. Like we were yeah, working yeah, a lot of work. to, to figure out kind of what to say and everything like that. So there was a lot of research going into it in time. Um, and because it's so niche, the output just didn't justify the amount of time that we had to devote all three of us to, to putting it together. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. And there was like pockets of it that did really well. And you built the social pages up like crazy. I've now handed them off. You've handed them off, but yeah, you but that was your baby for a while. You built them up. Like that's very impressive and hard to do. It's actually, it's, it's easier when you have such, a stranglehold of a niche. Yeah. Like on socials to have such a, a, niche. a niche is is easier to grow that for sure than a full length show. Absolutely. So I what mean, we what we did at the end was we tried to pivot to series where okay, we tackled the draft and and the spring training. Spring training. That was the So thought. when people like break out, they they make the 40 man or they, or they get called up because that's where the win was. It was the after time yeah oh danny's in here danny danny lopriori oh he's he said i don't know what he said well i know what he said i feel like he's responding he said when you run the company you can decide how to devote time mm. thanks danny thanks but i think he's responding to something that i missed but i saw his name pop up and i wanted to say hi so farm to fame. It's easier to grow the socials. There's only so many accounts that post about. Like if we love having that content of like, this is who this player is, we'd, we'd probably do it as isolated two minute videos for that player. Like how talking giants does their draft stuff. So that yeah. when that guy gets drafted, then that pops, which is, which is nice. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks to, uh, thanks to, um fuck damn it i got out of the, your slack message ansar ansar um mohammed yeah when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply 
AG. This is Mahmoud. this Shout is a, a new segment. Yeah, which will never happen again. Probably. I love new segments that will never happen again. But this is trivia question from Maddie segment. And let me pull up my phone because this I saw on Instagram and I was pretty surprised. Good comment on Instagram that I want to address after this segment that will happen. Do it. But never do happen. it. Do it now. All right. So, uh, v and V. VNTG underscore Mets said, when are the guys on the team, when are the guys on the team play against regular watchers like myself? Missed a couple words in the middle of that. Uh, we are playing against regular watchers like yourself tomorrow in the warehouse. Bunch of teenagers. <laughs> Jeff Passon's son yeah. and his friends are coming to the warehouse. And, and I think, you know, Passon's going to do some content with Jolly, some ref guesses, connects and, um, maybe we do some stuff with Jeff, but they're coming and he, if I'm still around, I think so. I don't think Katie's giving birth tomorrow, but, uh, he, he, uh, he messaged a while ago. Like, Hey, am I going to be in town? My son watches everything. Can he come? We're like, yeah, we're going to dice him up though. <laughs> so to be us versus a bunch of, I think he's 14, 15, 16. And then he throws like 80, like he plays yeah, 80, like he can pitch. So, and then we also did a tournament of, of regular viewers called, uh, it was a challengers versus Eddie and friends, which um, they were, they were nice kids, but probably canceled playing, playing strangers again. Didn't really work out. Nice kids though. Um, okay. Back to the trivia question. I saw a post that said the top five most followed U S sports teams on Instagram. Top five most followed U S sports teams on Instagram. Because once Messi came to enter Miami, they yeah. went from 1 million to 8.3. It's been like a week or something. Nice. So they're now number five, 8.3 million. Okay. Do you have, can you name the four above them? NFL. No, that's also just a league. Are you, what is that? A question? Is that a guess? I thought, I thought you said the top five leagues. Teams. Oh, teams followed on what platform? Instagram. Um, the Lakers. That's one of them. That's number two. 22 million. The Angels. No. Okay. You thought Shohei? I thought we were going star appeal like Messi. And all of Japan follows the Angels is where I thought you were trying to trick me up. The, I think that you could get two of the remaining ones. Number four, I'd give you. Is Yankees, the, are they up there? No. Number yeah. four is the Chicago Bulls, 9.7 million. I would well, never have said well, that. Well, Jordan is global, I think. People recognize. Yeah, but. But people just recognize that thing. So the, the top, number three and number one are both star appeal. The Lakers and number three have the same star appeal, if that helps. Cavs? Yeah. Cavs are 15 million. So this is just nonsense then. Any guess at number one? Oh, we didn't get it? Patriots. No. You said it earlier to, on this episode that this game is just global as hell. Basketball. So a basketball team. Oh, uh, Warriors. Nice. I got it. I was so the reason I did all I this. Think that, I was so surprised. I think that's not a valuable. I think that's just a flawed list that I wouldn't. I wouldn't put. That's more fair. Thought into then. Star appeal. Yeah, Steph Curry. Like the Cavs 
have a lot of inactive users. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. The 15 million followers, they get like their return likes. It's not good. That's fair. I just seen that list. I was so surprised that it's a four basketball teams and B some of those teams are nothing. All right. Moving on. Moving to, on. Uh, our next question from last time's YouTube quick hitter here. Uh, can you tell us the dimensions of the warehouse? A fisherman said that, um, the dimensions of the warehouse, I believe this is going to be not like I'm rough. It's 70 feet from <clears throat> the wall behind the pitcher, the black wall and black wall or in gray wall behind the batter. I think that's 70 feet. And then I think it's 57 feet wide, but I'm not positive. 70 by 55 or 70 by 60, something like that. And What's then, the mound is like 47? Well, the mound is interesting because the strike, the glass strike zone has moved from Blitz Roboto 1 to now because we built the wall behind it. So it's actually, if you go pitching mound to glass in Blitz Roboto 1, it's f further than now, which we think has really changed some pitches' abilities to be effective. Um, it's 40, like 7 feet mound to glass, which is like 45-ish feet mound to uh home plate listening to the blitzball boys podcast they they have some like questions where they just like kind of wonder to themselves some stuff about the warehouse dimensions or how it works and i'm like oh that's interesting like they don't know that or like or why would they they were like uh, they were trying to think of what the mound is i think it's just a piece of tape but it is a little <laughs> yeah, sliver a of rubber, rubber yeah that does make a difference on your grip. You can kind of like kick off against it, super glued to the ground. The little like yeah. mound is the blitz ball rubber mound, but we glued it to the cement, but it is different than not having that slightly. Jake and I like, or a lot of people are like, no, I like that. Cause you can push off it the tiniest of it. They were like wondering that. And I was like, oh yeah, but why would they know that? Yeah. The tape is on the front. It's getting all torn up. Got to fix it. Yes. Yeah. My tape job. All right, that's the dimensions of the warehouse. And then uh, left, the ceiling on the on the left side is twenty three feet, and on the right side, it slopes up is twenty six feet, which I didn't believe for the longest time, but it, then we measured it. It is interesting. Why? What did you think? Higher. I thought the twenty six is like thirty. Cool. All right. Well, thank you for that insight. The next question comes from greg poor creaky po creaky creaky he asked creaky specifically to talk in baseball but maybe this is can answer for really all of the shows or any show what does internal feedback look like how do the host compromise on a show the for talking baseball that was the question yeah yeah i mean i'm i'm a little Cause I'm not on the recap episodes anymore, which is man. It's just uh, that the four. So th the format for the recap episodes is a two man show. And when Trev joined talking baseball in 2021 or 2020, 2020, we didn't have Trev on the whip arounds, the, the recap shows. We were like, mm. Trev, this is a two man show. I don't know how we do it with three. I think it would take way too long. Like there's, then we had two, we had four episodes a week and Trev was on the other two. He wanted to be on all the shows and we wanted him on all the shows. So we were like, let's try to make it a three man show. And I just kind of came to that conclusion recently. Like 
we knew it wasn't a three-person format. Interesting. And yeah. then for 2021 and last year, we just tried to do it as three people, and the episodes are like an hour 40 long. You can't get a full thought out because there's too many voices to like have a conversation. And I really struggled with that because I was like, this isn't great. Like this, like none of us can say more than surface level stuff. The second half of the show and do awards and actually cut, try to open it up dialogue. We never have time because we're getting through all the series and we're all trying to have a thought on the series. Um, if I think I came to that realization, maybe I'd be like, oh, I'm just going to come in for the second half because the second oh, half could yeah. be a three person show. But the first half is a two person show. Trying to do it with three is so hard. Um, so that was all last year. It was like me being like, this is too, it's not working. Like we're just slogging. We're not able to get deep. And now with just the two of them, they're able to, to get a little deeper and actually like talk about it more. And then they canceled some of the segments at the end that I wouldn't have canceled, but they like the positivity and stuff. Like I thought slump watch was fun and it kind of helped balance it out. But I think they, they mixed that. Hmm. Um, I really liked just the random awards and like finding like, human stories to 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 attribute to those so i really like the second half of the show um and then on the midweek we have some staples we are like in the group chat but dalton has really helped like prep some thoughts and, and stories there um but so specific to like when you suggest those changes is there times where you disagree like when you say i think you guys should do the midweek or I'm taking myself off. That might be a bad example because they're just going to say, okay, well, like we'll run with it. But are there times where there is disagreements of how the show should run? And maybe it's not talking baseball. Maybe it's another show. No, not really. I don't think so. I mean, okay. we just kind of talk through it like weekly dumb. We choose the segments and sometimes maybe like I like one more than Jake likes one, but then we just kind of like rotate it to put them in. But talking baseball um no not really i mean i i mean all last year i just i was just like we can't do every team the three of us talking about every game of every series is it's too much so yeah. I, I think the, the solution was is it was and it was a two-person show and we knew that back in 2020 so we kind of like jake and i kind of forgot because that's what we told trev like no this whole format is like a quick two-person thing and the third person just all of a sudden we were like going slow yeah and it was tougher. Makes sense to me. Um, the last question, and we only have a few minutes before we have to go do the next thing. If this is too long of an answer, we just don't have to do it. We'll cut this out. Uh, there was a question from Trace Borchart that said, with investment, is there expectation to sell the company down the line? Was there ever a situation where you would not sell it? Is that something that you feel like you could answer in With three investment minutes? is expectation, expectation to sell to big company down the line. Would you not sell? Uh, yeah, I, I've kind of always, always, um, this flabbergasts some people, but I don't, I don't have like the end uh, mapped out right now, which is very flabbergasting to people in certain industries, uh, VC culture, because it's like, all right, we opened a Sunoco uh, in this town, and now here's the plan uh, over the course of the next 10 years. We're going to open up 10 more Sunocos spread across 25 mile radius, which will then take this revenue times 10. There's the formula. That's what we're going to do. Boom. It's like, well, that's not what we're doing. Like our, our 
goal is to grow a, a loyal audience that trusts us, likes us, and then we can pivot to whatever industry, say events take off, say this takes off, say, uh, say, you know, all of a sudden events are the biggest thing. So now we're going on tour and doing talking baseball everywhere or, or, um, you know, we're doing even more warehouse reality series, gaming shows or, or okay, podcasts are dead now. And then, so like that, that our goal is to be incredibly flexible. Yeah. So it's just a different mindset of like, I have no idea. I, I, I don't like setting a, a goal because who knows, but I'm not opposed to down the line when um, we feel like we're successful and all that of, of uh, cashing in on what we've done and what we've built. I would always like to be involved in, a, in not just going to like walk away. And we're yeah. talking like way down. Like right now, like I, I'm still a majority stakeholder. Like yeah, there, there's still another raise to do where I, I don't even, where I'm still a, a big uh, equity holder. Like yeah. we still have more saved for another round of investment when we see fit, if we see fit. Right. But we, if we'd never do that until like, you know, 20 years when I'm like, fuck, let's go. Someone wants this. Go. So I don't know. I, I just allow the ceiling to be really big and, and don't try to, uh, set a goal that if you blow past it, you're like, oh shit, I got to think of another goal now. Or you never get it. You're like, nah, this is all not worth it. It's like, no, it was still worth it. That was a good answer. I didn't know if you would answer that. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, okay. Well, you have a pretty crazy day today. Um, yeah. Both recording have, a bunch. Yeah. Two minutes until we do an interview for morning. So everybody can look forward to that while you're gone on paternity. Yeah. Um, Someone asked, one more question was the breakdown of revenue by Manish seven six seven, and just say he said what percent is merch? Merch is uh, very much closer to a break even business than, uh, you know, it's a lot of marketing and, and branding, but um, and bringing in revenue. I guess revenue is yeah. He said revenue, not profit. Right now we're mostly ads. We want to build the merch up to to get bigger or even higher uh, events, but merch is growing. Like we're, we have a team now that's in charge of merch and designers and licenses. And so it's growing like crazy. So hopefully the percentages of the merch pie is bigger at the end of this year. Yeah. Cool. All right. That's it. We got two interviews banked for morning already. already. We're recording a third one right now. And then Another one tomorrow. I had a, I got a massage for Father's Day, and I thought about a bunch of different guest ideas while I was getting a massage that I texted Maddie afterwards. We're doing one of them tomorrow. Hey! That was my Mark Norman impression. Goodbye. <laughs>